going on off the ball between Luke Devere and Bessar Barusha. Former teammates in Royal Carlton. There might be a card being issued here. And it's a red card oh. for Bessar Barusha. He's been sent from the field. Victory are down to 10. What a massive game it was tonight. Welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here in 11-16. SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. The voices you just heard were Francis Leach, of course, David Davudovich and Jonathan Howcroft, the SEN call team, having a lot of fun at Melbourne Victory versus Brisbane Raw tonight. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this Friday night edition of the final whistle. Melbourne Victory were victors tonight. 3-2 against uh, Brisbane Raw. Vinny Venezuela, welcome. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Great to be here. What an awesome game. I'm going to dedicate it to Warren Soft Underbelly, <laughs> Diego. <laughs> that was an early call, wasn't it? But we'll yep. get into that. Uh, Carlos, good How are you? Uh, Warren's uh, vomiting in his uh, toilet bowl as we speak. He uh, is a man <laughs> who couldn't turn up last night because of Melbourne City's uh, performance. Or not so much performance, but the result. And of course, tonight he just didn't want to face us all. So uh, what a brave, brave performance. And aren't the victory fans out there proud you know a team that uh, the culture of that club is unbelievable they've had more than one of those uh, types of uh, you know uh, performances and results over the years and uh, that was just another version of it tonight it was unbelievable fantastic game tonight let's go through the the official um, outcome Melbourne victory three Brisbane Raw two Victory scored all their goals in the first half hour tonight. A stunning free kick from James Troisi in the 12th minute. Rojas uh, scored a beauty in the 17th minute. And then Barisha scored a penalty in the 27th minute. But then Dimi Petratos uh, scored a thunderbolt mm, mm. in the 30th minute. It was unbelievable. And uh, Donachy, a 41st minute own goal at Amy Park tonight in front of 21,103 uh, people. And in the 58th minute, as you heard from Francis Leach there, Bessart Barisha was sent off uh, with a red card for a... Well, an innocuous uh, little tap on uh, Luke Devere. Didn't even look it, but uh, mm. that'll be uh, looked at, of course, uh, throughout the week. I think victory might want to appeal that one. Yeah, well, Vinny, you know, I think they're, they're a team that have been humming, uh, unbeaten in eight games. They've won the last six games. Uh, you know, they've been cruising through games in that they weren't wholly tested in games. I don't think there's been many of those mm. games where there's been 
patches of play where you thought, oh, you know, they're, they're not handling it well. Uh, at, at, at worst, they would be just really competitive with the opposition, but generally, you know, a, a cut above the opposition. But tonight, it was almost the game they needed to have, I reckon. You know, that, that, that game where uh, it just shows if you drop off in intensity, you know, which is all, that's what their game is all about, that intensity, and it's forward pressing. It's not sitting back and, uh, and trying to absorb. It's that forward pressing sort of a game, and you go at the opposition whether they have the ball or not, you just go at them the whole time for 90 minutes. And, and uh, of course, we saw in the first, first 27 minutes or so when they scored the three goals, it was as good a football as they've played under Kevin Musket, not only this year, but during the whole journey that he's been on uh, with that club. And suddenly, you know, whether it was complacency or whatever, whatever it was, they dropped off, Petrato scored that goal, and suddenly Brisbane had all of the last 15 minutes of that half. And I thought probably most of the, you know, the, the, the second half until the send-off, send-off, and it's almost the send-off was a catalyst for mm-hmm. them to say, hang on, we've got to dig deep in here. And even though they were thrown around a little bit, they were stretched, and they don't play well when they're sitting back trying to absorb pressure, uh, they really dug deep from an individual perspective and suddenly started creating a couple of chances through Rojas and, and uh, Ben Kalfalar and so forth going forward. I thought it was as brave uh, a performance as you could ever ask for for Melbourne victory. And, uh, you know, you could see Kevin Muscat at the end, not happy, but at the same time thinking, well, at least we tested the character tonight and we came through with flying car- colours. Three zip is always a dangerous lead, Carlos. You, you can get complacent. <laughs> well, you're in a comfort zone. Officially, two nil is a dangerous lead. I mean, three nil, you think, oh, well, you, know, you rarely lose from there. And they didn't lose, by the way. So Part of me was sort of relieved that uh, Brisbane got one back because I thought, you know, that'll get the boys focused <laughs> a bit more because it means this, this game meant a lot to, to victory because it's all about uh, clawing back the lead that uh, Sydney's got and just putting that big gap mm. between uh, everyone who's behind us. As you say, it was awesome. I think Brisbane have to be um, uh, uh, respected for the game they put mm. up. It was a great game. If you're a neutral, you would love that game. It was competitive. But, uh, yeah, victory aren't always good at sort of absorbing pressure, but they, they did absorb it, and, and you're going to take that away into the dressing room. And the fact that players like Troisi are scoring now, this team is building, and they're, they're just positioning themselves for glory. Listen to Vinny's voice. I'm you? excited. It's, it's excitement plus. Uh, hey, give us a call tonight on 94291116. Our wonderful sponsors, of course, are Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. 94291116. Vinny, what is the hotline? The, well, it's quite simply Victory the Brave hotline. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There's a bit of pride there mm-hmm. uh, from Vinny Venezuela. 94291116. Get on the phone now. Victory the Brave hotline. It's uh, it's up to you. We want you to be the fourth mm. Diego. No Warren Diego tonight, <laughs> Victory supporters. So call in unfettered tonight. Yep. Uh, no Warren Diego for you. For me, the only dampener on the evening was the fact that they played horses at the end. <laughs> yes. That's the only dampener. Otherwise, it was a great game. Unbelievable stuff. So, hey, um, let's, get into, let's get into some discussion, mm-hmm. of course, But as, as we have been. But what... What did apart from obviously they were brave tonight and uh, what was the main thing that we did learn about victory was it was it the fact that you know they can absorb that pressure they went down as uh, uh, ten men 
with 32 minutes to go of this game. Yep. So, you know, they had, a, they had a bit of pressure. And like yeah, you said, no, they, they absorbed it, but they didn't do it in any sort of uh, planned way or, or, mm. or, you know, in, in a controlled way. They, it was really uh, an individual. Everyone had to stand up individually. And uh, you could see them being stretched all over the place. So don't, uh, when they sit back and don't go at the person on the ball, uh, they, they almost, you know, lose their positioning. They almost don't know how to support players around them and uh, and they and they give so much room the, the further they drop back they give so much room to the opposition and uh, they didn't look comfortable at all during that time but they got big hearts and uh, and that was enough you know the blocking of the shots and the scrapping and clawing and the, whatever they had to do they did you wouldn't want to be going through game after game trying to defend like that because you're going to lose game, more games than not and Brisbane look they you know they were really up for it too. I mean, Vinny, you sort of you said how important this game was to Melbourne victory, but Brisbane uh, really needed to win this game. That's three in a row they've lost now, and that was a terrific performance. Not many teams in the last eight games have uh, tested uh, victory's resilience like that. Now, of course, you you wonder about the red card. I mean, I thought victory was uh, uh, I thought Brisbane was a better side at the even with eleven versus eleven at the red card. So. It, you know, it's funny. You know, people are complaining about the red card and the fact that you know, victory were you know, hardly done by and stuff like that. But I think that almost concentrated their efforts, almost focused them to start being a bit more compact and uh, and start you know thinking about their defensive duties and also going trying to win the game by you know breaking forward and so forth. So it was some heroic efforts with someone like Marco Rojas and you know breaking forward taking on two and three players i mean big big efforts and that's something that when they relook at this video on monday or you know or even tomorrow with the video analysis the whole thing they'll be really proud of the way individuals stood up they won't be proud of the way they dropped off in that I mean, the biggest problem was the way they dropped off after being 3-0 up, which is just human nature. But they really nearly paid for it. That, that's, uh, that would have been a really disappointing result if they didn't get all three points out of that. Just on Rojas, he's a star, isn't he? He's, yeah. just a, he's an absolute star. And like, I think you said, Vinny, before the show that um, this, this league is where he, he can shine. And mm. uh, I know he probably wants to go to Europe again, but, uh, but gee, I tell you what, he uh, carves it up in this league. He's a great player to watch. Uh, 9429-1116, give us a call on the victory to Brave Hotline and James and East Keeler has called us. G'day, James, and welcome to the final whistle. Um, I'd like to talk about how Barisha got his red card. Yeah, let's do it. What do you think? I think it was a bit unfair, but victory played pretty well after it. Still, they did. Did you were you at the game there, James? Yeah. Yeah, and did, were you? Did you get a clear view of what happened? Yeah. So, can you explain it to us because we really couldn't see from the from the replay, uh, why he got sent off. It didn't seem like he made contact with, uh, with Devere's neck or head. I thought it almost you sort of went down holding his throat. Uh, did you, could you see what actually happened? I think he sort of, like, there was a bit of a fight between the player and player. Yeah. Yeah, look. Uh, now, fair um, enough. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go on, James. I reckon that the other player was talking to the referee about, like, Barisha had done something. Ah, so you think... Um, oh, they reckon the players talked the referee he, into it. Devere dobbed on him. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is really bad refereeing, so you don't go listening to the opposition play or the players trying to get someone sent off there, James. But, uh, but you're proud of the boys anyway? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and were you ever worried that they wouldn't win tonight? Nah. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Good on you, mate. James the Brave. Thanks for your call, James. Really appreciate it. And uh, 
keep on following football. Good day, Danny. In East Killer, welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. Good day, gents. Um, just wanted to point out, I'm uh, not sure whether you noticed, but um, when, the, when our um, subs were training behind the goals, our, um, our trainer kept throwing the ball onto the field um, <laughs> to waste the time. And then, yeah. uh, and then when Carthella got uh, taken off the field, he threw, the, he threw a, um, a spare ball onto the field to waste a bit of time. I thought that was old school, fantastic time wasting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to bag it there, uh, there Danny. But uh, oh, look, I, you, you, I think you'll find uh, when they start doing all that sort of stuff that the FFA will jump all over it. They might even give the club a bit of a please explain in the end. But, uh, you know, Melbourne Victory, look, they're winners and they'll do anything they need to do and stretch the rules and maybe even uh, use the rules to their advantage. <laughs> That's pretty funny about us. I didn't, yeah. I didn't notice because we had to watch it from uh, yeah. on TV. But, yeah. uh, no, I, I heard Francis uh, you know, say it on the call once or twice. So, uh, But I think they'll uh, nip it in the bud, I think, uh, FFA, once they know what actually happened. Uh, we have had incidences where ball boys uh, have been involved with time-wasting yes. over the years you know, in South America and in Europe, and sometimes ball boys getting into fights with players, and we don't want that to <laughs> happen no, either no, so no. uh yeah so danny you must be pretty proud though of, of the boys tonight yeah i was look um i mean the three nil as you guys said before you know you've got to be pretty comfortable with the three nil lead but um as soon as they pegged one back and you know cracking cracking free kick as well um but yeah look still disappointing with the referee's decision and like mm. Chris Beast, i mean he's uh look uh it, it Massive, please explain from him. Look, I, I couldn't see clearly, but um, the crowd's reaction when they saw it on the uh, on the big screen on the replay, um, obviously it wasn't a red card. And, and yeah, look, I, I believe um, as per the previous caller, the, the players were, were yapping in um, in the referee's ear, and, and uh, he made his decision. So and a poor decision in that. Danny, uh, speaking of poor decisions, what did you make of the Borussia penalty? Um, I didn't think there was that much in it. I wasn't going to knock it back. I, I'm happy to take it, to accept it. But I thought that one was a bit of, border, bit of a borderline call as well. Yeah, look, I was happy to take it as well. Our, we were sitting pretty much right in front, on, on, um, on, the, um, on the side, uh, right in front of where it happened. And um, it, it did it though, as though he, he sort of stumbled towards the end. And, um, and that's when maybe the opposition's play, uh, play's leg came out and it, put two and two together and the referee gave it a penalty but um, yeah look I'm victory through and through mate so I'll take that any day of the week Yeah Danny a lot of people are having to go with Chris Booth but he actually uh, was, he went to the assistant linesman uh, the assistant referee to to uh, get the report on the whole Barisha incident so and I think you know, if, if that's going to work well, that whole relationship between the referee, uh, the central referee and the assistant referees, you've got to trust their, you know, positioning. You've got to trust that when they say, you know, the Barisha uh, allegedly threw an elbow uh, and uh, De Vere went down, the central ref, even if he hadn't seen it, you've got to trust the assistant referee. So instead of, I don't think Chris Beath had much choice there, really. Uh, because he's relying on that uh, on his uh, you know his partner in crime on the uh, on the sidelines. So you know I, I, you know that, the assistant referee's got to be a hundred percent sure that it was a malicious elbow. I mean uh, Luke Devere, Devere apparently after the game went up to Kevin Musket, according to Kevin Musket anyway, and said, "Look, he apologises. It was an accident." Now you know if there's any referees out there, if you can you know give us a call and and explain if someone 
makes contact with someone's throat with an elbow and it's an accident, is that still a red card? Because it doesn't because it's an accident or unintentional, it doesn't mean it's not a red card. It could be viewed as some sort of dangerous play or careless play or whatever. So if there is a referee out there, you can explain that to us. I'd like to see it. But, but from what we can see, and we're on the wrong angle because of the way the camera was set up, uh, it looked, there was like, looked like there was nothing in it. Thanks for your call there, Danny. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Pino in Taylor's Lakes. G'day, Pino, and welcome to the final whistle. Thank you, boys. Good evening to you all of you. Now, just a couple of things. I think um, in regards to the uh, red cards, uh, I firmly believe that the linesman did not see what actually happened because he was so focused on the side uh, on the side where the, the game was getting um, held up. So that I, I don't believe that he would have seen that and therefore um, the the note that he would have passed on to the referee was totally incorrect. That's number one. Number two... Well, that's in... Go- but, Pino, just on that point, that's incompetence. If referees have got to pay what they see, assistant referees, they can't be guessing. And the way that assistant referee, when he was talking to the central referee, Chris Beef, when he went over to him, it seemed, he seemed very sure that, of what happened. So if you're right, that's incompetence. And uh, it really is something that referees are trained not to do. You don't give something you don't see. But go ahead, Peter. Yeah, no, that's right. Look, I was on the northern end, and I and I was right in front, like right opposite the line of the uh, the linesman. And I don't I don't believe one bit that he actually saw the the accident. So therefore, uh, what did he have told the the, the um, officials today tonight? Um, you know, it did put a big dent on the game, but. Beyond that, uh, and, that's, and, and I hope that bowls um, the uh, player pool uh, for Brisbane. Um, you know, he he should be punished because either that or he should have at least gone to the referee and explained what actually happened. And then, as a sportsman and being sporting about a sportsman about it, to avoid uh, to make that uh, make decision um, be reversed so that Barisha would have been played on because. Uh, that that red um, card just affected the whole game uh, for victory, um, and then you know, and their victory couldn't come up and play the way they they can. Yeah, but Pino, the, the issue with that is uh, Devere could have gone to the referee and said, "Listen, it was an accident," but that doesn't mean he doesn't have to issue the red card. I mean, sometimes it's. Uh, you know, it's unduly rough play, or it's it's. Uh, it, 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 I know that's an AFL football term, but it's that it's that careless act where you should be more in control of your of your arms or your elbows. You may not mean to hit the opposition, but it still could be deemed a red card. Now, I'm not certain about that, but it, just because it's an accident doesn't mean a, a card can't be issued. The force of the contact will be the reason that Barisha can get um, can appeal. So, so I just saw I just saw the mm. the law they put it up on, on the TV. Yep. Um, and but yeah, if he gets hit in the Adam's apple, you don't need to actually have much force. No, no. So, but what I'm yeah. saying, but it looked like, I mean, he looked to me, it looked like down, it went, hit his jaw. Um, okay. You'll you know. find in the referee's report that uh, Brisha had his nunchuckers out <laughs> and that's why he called it. Because, I'll tell you what he uh, wanted yeah. them, yeah. Because he was, he was making them twist so quickly that you couldn't see them. I, there was absolutely nothing in that call. Pino, I love your idealism. I, the, the day a player actually does stand up and, and do the honourable thing, I think those days are gone in, oh, no, in, we, in the we, world we, game. You're right. You don't see it these days that often. But uh, Paolo Di Canio, remember many yeah, years no. ago where uh, the goalkeeper the was penalty, down injured? Yeah, yeah, he was down injured and the ball came over. He could have slotted away. But he picked up the ball, said no, no. Gave it to the referee. The, you know, give the uh, goalkeeper some... Uh, 
some treatment. I think he, he had one or two of those moments, but then again, he had a couple of brain explosions where he actually pushed the referee over at different times too. But uh, yeah, look, Luke Devere, of course, I've met him at town, a town hall of meeting. Course, so you know them all. I, I know, I know him really well. <laughs> uh, he's not the guy that would try and get a former teammate, a legendary teammate, a brother who he grew to love over the years when winning things with Brisbane Raw when he was there. Uh, he's not that sort of guy to deliberately get uh, Barisha sent off. Thanks for your call there, Pino. It's 28 minutes past 10. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts for over 26 years. It's a new year, 2017. They're looking for some great plumbers. If you're looking for a change in company and you're a great plumber, Mario and the team will give you a look in. Uh, they've got, uh, they're look, always looking for great plumbers. 1300 Best on is the number to call or just go to beston.net.au. Hey, Vinny Venezuela, who was your best on? It was, it was a hard one tonight, uh, Rodrigo. I was leaning towards Marco Rojas because he's, he's a gun. But look, James Troisi really set the tone and set, set us up for, for, for the three nil, nil lead that we had there. And, and he, he just gave it his all and, he nearly, and he, scored, he nearly scored a beautiful one towards the end and he hit the, hit the post right you know, when we were down to 10 men. So it's going to James Troisi. Jeez, that's, uh, is that two in a row, Vinny? Well, no, I, I, I haven't been... At a show where James has scored. Okay, there you go. I think uh, Warren might have yeah, given Yeah, Warren it to gave him. it to him. He, oh, did, it Warren. His, he did it in your stead yeah. last, yes. uh, Bless him. last week. Hey, uh, thank you very much there, Vinny Venezuela. Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Raw 3-2 in front of 21,103 at Amy Park. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle. If you're on the line, please stay on. We'll come straight to you right after this break on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Joining us on the final whistle tonight, 9429-1116. What was the hotline again, uh, Vinny Venezuela? Victory the brave. I just wanted you to say that. Uh, Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Raw 3-2 tonight. Uh, that was a score at halftime, incidentally. Um, they scored all their goals in the first 27 minutes. Uh, beautiful uh, free kick from Troisi in the 12th. Rojas uh, scored again in the 17th minute, and Barisha scored a penalty in the 27th. Then Dimi Petratos scored an absolute beauty, a thunderbolt uh, from about, what, 30 metres. It was just fantastic in the 30th minute. And Donachy uh, was in the wrong place at the wrong time and scored a, an own goal in the 41st minute. As I said before the break, a, a decent crowd of 21,103 at Amy Park. Sounded fantastic. The, the crowd noise Absolutely. was Absolutely. I, I thought they were almost... Uh the 12th man when they had 11 and the 10th man, oh, sorry, the 11th man when they had 10. It was, uh, that was as loud as I've heard uh, a victory crowd through the TV, by the way, because obviously we weren't at the ground. But uh, uh, good on you. Good on you. I think that uh, any, uh, anything that we've lost from previous active groups not being there, I think uh, we've regained that now. So Melbourne Victory fans, salute yourselves and pat yourselves on the back because I thought it was fantastic. Rodrigo, I was going to say that I know that I gave the best on award to to um, Troisi, yeah. but uh, I think Dimit Petrados came very close as well. He, um, in terms of just changing the game and, and getting them back in a in a mindset that they could win and come back from three zip, mm. I think that he was a turnaround uh, key player for them. And also off Twitter, uh, Randy says uh, Valeri was a bit clearly best on ground. We don't hold on tonight without his leadership in midfield, uh, in midfield and defence. And that's true because for probably two-thirds of the game, they were pinned back by Brisbane, and uh, even though they were a bit of a rabble trying to defend, uh, he was the big guy standing uh, very, very tall uh, to help his young, very quite young defence, and, uh, and guys ahead of him have sort of lost their way a little bit. 
Hey, send us some of your thoughts via text as well on 0433981116 and also on 94291116. Hey, if you love business or if you are a business person and you love the game of football, then the FFV, Football Federation Victoria's Community and Business Network, is absolutely perfect. You can start 2017 the right way by becoming a member of Community and Business, which provides an exclusive membership benefits program, multiple connectivity channels and terrific networking opportunities for like-minded people to do business. And you all share a passion of the beautiful game. It was fantastic last year. It was the first year last year, and this year it's just going to get bigger and better. All the info you need to sign up is at uh, communityandbusiness.com.au. You can sign up. Uh, on the spot or contact Anthony Grimmer from the FFV and he'll look after you. It all kicks off next month, so get in very, very quickly. Uh, Brazil and Argentina at the MCG this year and the International Champions Cup. It's going to be another fantastic season. The FFV doing great stuff for the football, for the community and also uh, great stuff for football. Go to www.communityandbusiness.com.au. It's a fantastic initiative. Hey, let's go to our callers now on 9429-1116. But before I do... FFV mm. have given us two books tonight to give away. They've just done that, you know. Uh, so if you're a caller tonight, we've got two books, Soccer Rufus and The Big Debut, uh, which is written by Adrian Bank with Archie Thompson. And all, it also features skills from Archie T. So it's uh, a fantastic book, and uh, we'll give it away to two of the callers that we think uh, deserve those books. Let's go to MAGA. G'day, MAGA, and welcome to the Four Diego's Final Whistle. No, my, not my, my Joey from George Cross. Ah, my Joey. <laughs> Sorry, Hi, boys. I have a long time not speak to you boys, but I'm loving your show. <laughs> but I just want to say, last week someone called, and, um, and they said they were inspired by Carlos in his playing days <laughs> with his inspirational play and speeches. Do you remember that? Oh, he reminded us just before. <laughs> yes. I've got it taped, and I keep on uh, playing it on loop. Yes, well, I, I dug through my archives and um, I found a poster, an old poster of Carlos. I think I had it on my wall. When I think, I was Joey, younger. Joey, your, your accent's gone Scottish all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a lot of Scottish. Too, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. But anyway, what I want to say is I was, I'm coming back from the game and I had a fantastic night. I'm not a victory fan, but I'm a soccer fan, but... I had a very great, but, and the victory crowd was fantastic, but why do they have to swear when they sing in their chants? They F and F and S, you know? Oh, swear. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. They swear, they swear. Why? Yeah. You tell me why. I'm not, oh, look, it, it's, it's a bit unsavoury when they do it on, on groups, especially if you've got young kids in the crowd and stuff. Um, I'm not sure what you can do about it, though, Joey. Um, yeah, look, it, it's not my favourite part of going to games. And, uh, and I know people might say, Carlos, you're a bit soft. That's the way things are done. But there are some young young kids in the crowd and there are some people who just want to watch the game and they enjoy the the positive stuff that the guys sing and, and get into. But uh, I suppose the collective swearing is something that, you know, I don't, I don't know what you could do about that. No, all, it, all it does, it just makes parents with young children think twice about taking them to the football. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that because it happened uh, a couple of years ago and it was actually Sydney FC yeah. supporters who were using a couple of magic words. Mm. We were sitting just above them and uh, I just thought, oh, yeah. you, know, you don't need to do that. You're doing a fantastic job. A little Molly job. Venezuela with you. Uh, Molly sorry, Rodriguez, Rodriguez was, was, with, you? was yeah. with me and... Mm. Um, she she knew what they were saying, of yeah. course, and um, you know just didn't look at me because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway, so yeah. no, Maga, you still there? Uh, Joey, Joey. Oh, Joey. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. Joey. Uh, like, oh, that's right. That's all I want to say. And I'm just one more thing is, I, you know, I had a fantastic night. Um, and one more thing, if, if South Melbourne want to go to the A League, 
while I think George Cross should go to Angry Gully. Because they will get very good derbies. Absolutely, the good derbies, mate. That's fantastic. Hey, thanks for your call, Joey. Really appreciate it. And uh, you need to work on that Maltese accent. <laughs> I think you bit. turned Croatian yeah, in it the was, end it was, it was a couple of... Uh, good on you, Joey. Sorry. I it it was that. a whole Kentucky tour in an accent. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to give you Soccer Rufus and the no, big debut. No. Um, <laughs> let's go to Matt in Kilsyth. G'day, Matt, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. G'day, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, I, just to, I just wanted to talk about two things. Um, firstly, James Chuisi. The first time he played for us, I felt like he came back from Europe with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, like he was a bit better than everybody else in the league, and he's played at Juventus and Newcastle, and so he should be standing out, and I don't feel like he fully uh, blended with our, with our team and our club. But this second time, he took a few games to get going, but by the past couple of weeks, he's been phenomenal. Just taking his time more with shots, not leaning back so much and skying them over the bar. He's actually thinking about what he's wanting to do and he's linking up beautifully with uh, Kelfala, Barusha and Rojas, which is really exciting to watch. And then my second point, um, I just wanted to, to give a big clap to the crowd tonight. Like I know we've had our troubles the past couple of years with the North Terrace and whatever, but I've never felt an atmosphere at a home and away game like that. Atmosphere tonight rivaled the grand final against Sydney in 2015. It was that good. Mm. In the last 15 minutes, we're all um, you felt like your heart was going to pump out of your chest. It was beating that hard, and and seeing the players and like Kev was standing on the sideline throwing his arms in the air, getting everyone to chant louder. Um, and the players responded to that. I think. I think they really. Ansel and Donaghy were fantastic in defence. Lawrence Thomas. You can't you can't say more about that man. He's an absolute legend. So I'm a very very proud victory fan tonight. Yeah, good on you, Matt. I, I agree with you. I think James Troisi's sort of second coming, second incarnation has been much better. I still think he's building, and I I really think he's a guy who has got a lot more to offer the Socceroos as well. And I think that once once he gets a taste of that ball hitting the back of the net. Uh, consistently, it's going to bode well for victory and hopefully also for the Socceroos. And also, Matt, you know, the other thing that he does for the game, I mean, you know, there's how many more superlatives can you use to describe James Troisi at the moment? Uh, he, he's just absolutely fantastic. We know that. Uh, he's probably, at right this point, the form player of the competition just about. Um, but the other thing he does for the game... Uh, Generally, there was this sort of school of thought by a lot of Socceroos, Australians playing overseas. If they come back home, it's over for them. Uh, but what we're seeing now, especially under Ange Postacoglu, if you come back home, even if you had a hard time, you're not getting many, much game time overseas, you come back home and you're a decent player and you're really here to rebuild your career and restart it, uh, you'll get a look in with the Socceroos. And James Troisi will be one of the first picked uh, come the next Socceroos squad with the way... He's playing, he's beating down the door, he's in fantastic physical shape. He has a collective mentality now, not the individual. I think when, he, when Matt talks about when he first came back a few years ago, it was more the individual. It wasn't a, it's not that he was selfish, but this individual, I'll look after myself because I want to get back in the Socceroos, but you don't become a better player by looking after yourself in a team game. And what he's, what he, and probably this is all credit to Kevin Musket, what he's been able to do is actually you know, almost, you know, thump into his brain this whole collective, uh, you know, approach to how to play. And because of that, suddenly he's bringing other players into the game. They're feeding him terrific, uh, you, know, um, you know, passes to score goals himself. So he's really the fulcrum of, that, of that, the four prongs that they've got. Without Troisi, 
It'd be interesting to see how they go because I don't think they've got anyone who can replace mm. him. But uh, Matt, he has been fantastic. And, and as a, a tweet said earlier, I thought Valeri uh, kept them together when things fell apart a bit, especially after the 30-minute mark. Thanks for your call there, Matt. Really appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Adrian in Keeler. G'day, Adrian, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. G'day, fellas. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, we're at the game. Just want to talk about um, the defensive strategy that Muskie put in play. When we got the red card, it's you know standard practice to go four four one and park the bus and defend the one-goal lead you had, especially with 30 minutes left on the clock. But he didn't. He kept it at four three two, and he allowed our players to attack and you know even chase the game. And we hit the woodwork. And you know, I want to call out James Donachy. I thought. He had an outstanding game. You know, everyone thought he was a bit young and he wasn't up to the challenge to fill um, Matthew Del Pierre's, you know, no pun intended, his boots, but he's filled him in well. Carl Valeri was the captain's captain tonight. He really just, his presence on the pitch cemented that victory, I think, for us. He kept it all together for the final 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, if we keep playing defensively like that, you know, we're going to get more clean sheets. We're going to chase Sydney down. And we'll make a real run for the title. So I just wanted to call that one out. Uh, yeah, Adrian. Look, they were brave, and they and they like they scrapped, and they you know they they worked really hard as individuals. But that is not victory's game. If they if they decide if they feel that that's part of their game. Uh, whether they've got 10 men or 11 men, they'll lose more games than not. Uh, Brisbane still had a lot of the ball. It's not victory's game. If you get a chance, and we'll play uh, Kevin Muscat's press, uh, sort of a post-match interview a bit later on, uh, he talks about the fact that that is not the way this team is built to play. And you can see it all over him that he was very disappointed with the fact that they did not win possession. They didn't put Brisbane on the back foot after the 30th minute. And it really nearly got him into trouble. What kept them in the game is the fact that they were very brave, big-hearted tonight. They worked for each other. But really, that's not the way victory should play. Hey, Adrian, uh, do, you have a, do you have a kid? Do you have a child? Do I do? Yeah, do you have children? Yeah, yeah, two boys, and they both play as well. Perfect. One six and one nine. Oh, perfect, because with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's Community and Business, we're going to give you Soccer Rufus and the Big Debut. It's a book written by Adrian Beck with Archie Thompson, and it features Archie's skills as well. So stay on the line, mate, and uh, we'll take down your details, and we'll get you that book, Soccer Rufus and the Big Debut. Thanks for your awesome. call. Thanks, fellas. The no worries. Love that. Good on you. Thanks, Adrian. R- Rodrigo, the other one I reckon who is solid as a rock is Lee Broxham. Yeah, fantastic. He's been he's so trustworthy. I mean, yeah. He's so reliable. Hey, um, it's quarter to 11. Come on. Warren's football tax audit. No, Warren, but uh, Carlos is stepping into the breach. Uh, mm. Tax Talk, they're a fantastic uh, organisation. They love to talk tax. So if you want to talk tax, give them a call on 1300 366 639. Carlos? Yeah, I don't want to scrutinise them because they get they get the roar into the stick every time, these guys. Uh, the referees, I mean, uh, <laughs> even last night I was, I was actually on the referee's side that you've got to, you know, you've got to back them sometimes with tight decisions and stuff, but tonight I'm going to... Have a crack on both barrels. An audit is by nature. Yeah, I know. I'm scrutinising. I'm (laughs) scrutinising. Look, John Aloisi, if you get a chance to hear what he's got to say Mm. uh, at the end of the game, he says uh, the Brisha penalty was soft. The free kick for uh, Troisi was soft. But also, instead of before you start saying that he's all pro Brisbane, he says he felt that the Brisha send off should never have happened either. But there were even little things like uh, I think it was Matt Mackay broke through into the box, had a shot at goal. Uh, Lawrence Thomas 
you know, really ob- obviously <laughs> saved it. He came off his feet, went out for a corner, and it's a given a goal kick. And there was something else. I mean, they're just simple, <laughs> simple little things. I'm thinking, you know, it's not like I'm getting my mum and dad to do the refereeing here. It's like people have trained hard to be where they are. They're fit young men who have been given the flags and given the whistles and they've been given a job. And look, they, don't, they haven't just become referees in the last 12 months. They've been doing it for years. Why are we making such simple, simple errors? And, uh, and you know, I don't know how they're going to, because we don't get really good vision, but the Barisha send-off, I mean, it was that assistant referee on that side. Yeah, don't know the guy's name. He convinced Chris Beath that mm. that was a send-off. And uh, look, you know, uh, look, that's my audit. I don't like doing it because all the little young referees out there, I want you to stick with it. Yeah, do. Uh, but I've got to scrutinise them for tax talk. That's my audit. Thank you very much, Carlos. Hey, stay on the line if you're on the line because we'll get straight to you. Let's take a break on a night where Melbourne Victory defeated Brisbane Raw 3-2. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Hey, thanks for your company. If you're in the car on the way home from the victories, uh, victory today at uh, Amy Park, uh, Melbourne Victory defeated Brisbane Raw 3-2. Give us a call, 94291116. And just off Twitter, uh, Dean Rosario says he's driving home, listening to the Diego's, and what we're saying is calming him down, oh, which good. is that's, fantastic. That's, I'm that's glad. Nice. Gutsy win by uh, the Melbourne Victory lads. Disorganised but gutsy. That's really our synopsis of the night. And I think... Uh, you know, if you're looking to support your team and you want to see them in every possible uh, permutation, you know, yeah, combination, everything that could possibly happen to them, uh, that was a terrific game for them tonight because things went wrong and they hung in there. That's mm. that's that is uh, a statement by you know a, a, a championship. That's a firm grand, underbelly, Carlos. Grand, grand final winning team. Vinny. That's a six pack, and there that's like, I'd be really. Forget about how disorganised they were, you know, for two thirds of the game. But uh, I would, um, you know, I would welcome that every now and again, so you can really test their resilience. Hey, let's go to Peter in Craigieburn. G'day, Peter, and welcome to the final whistle. G'day, fellas. How are you? Yeah, very well. What do you think of tonight's game? Well, I thought honestly, we all we all hate the refs when they do bad. But honestly, I thought the crowd, when the refs got bad and like the Barisha send off, it actually got the crowd involved, which kind of contradicts what our game's about. But also, how good is our game if we can watch a second half like that, mm. nil all, and still absolutely think, be enthralled, be on the edge of their feet, and love the game? I think our game's in a good space. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a compelling game, and it kept us keep, keeping people on the edge of their seats is good. It's probably not good for the hearts of, uh, of the fans that are sort of watching their team sort of give away a lead. But, uh, yeah, it was a great game. You're right. Thanks for your call there, Peter. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Mitchell in Croydon. G'day, Mitchell. Uh, hello. Hello, uh, Mitchell. I thought, I thought it was a great game tonight. You know, I thought the atmosphere was really good. And uh, we had Alan Barrow up above us, and he was filming the crowd because, you know, um, they really got into it, and it's good for victory to grab a win. Is he worried that he won't get back in the team next <laughs> week? But I thought uh, Ansel and Donicky were massive tonight. Yeah, they were pretty good, but uh, I reckon he'll get back back in. Fantastic. And, and who is your favourite player there, Mitchell? Oh, probably Bessart Barisha. Okay. Uh, Troisi's doing very well, and the other two boys up front there, Ben Kalfalar and uh, and Rojas. But uh, you've got a lot of players to be excited about there, mate. Thanks for the call. Hey, Mitchell, um, with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's community and business, I'm going to give you Soccer Rufus and the Big Debut. 
It's a well, book. Yeah. yeah, good on you, mate. It's a book written Thank by you. Adrian Beck uh, and Archie Thompson uh, with him. And uh, Archie's uh, soccer skills also feature um, in this wonderful book, Soccer Rufus and the Big Day. Boo, well done. Thanks for calling. Thank you. There you Thank go. There's you. Mitchell from Croydon. Stay on the line because uh, we'll take down all your details. Um, Landy on the road. G'day, Landy, and welcome to the final whistle. G'day, boys. How are we doing? Yeah, very well. That's great, mate. I just want to say how proud I am about this team, mate. I'm, I love this club, and that performance was unbelievable. To go up 3-0 and then to cop those soft goals like we did, any other team, and I'm talking to you, Warren, and your lovely team, <laughs> you, would, you would have dropped that 5-3. Yeah, Warren's not here tonight, Landy, but, uh, you know, I, I, I get gooseys. When, <laughs> goosey? Yeah, gooseys. When <laughs> a bloke like you rings up and says you're proud of your club and you love the club. And it's not just the one game or, you know, if they're in a slump. You love the club because of what they've done over the years. Landy, you just gave me gooseys, mate. Well done. Hey, thanks for your call there, Landy. Really appreciate that. 9429 eleven sixteen. It's five minutes to eleven. I know you've got to take this. Red alert, red alert. Let's go. Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. It starts this year and uh, the enrolments are there. They've, they've mm. got a, a full quota this year, but um, it'll just grow and grow. They've got fantastic facilities. Simon Colosimo is the am- ambassador or the patron of the Northern Football Academy. So they've got big things that they're looking to do. 9409-8800 is the number. 9409-8800. Carlos, who was your young gun? Yes, a young gun who's 25 years old. Okay, so let me just qualify. <laughs> well, young. Marco Rodrigo Rojas. It is Rodrigo. Yeah, Marco is. Rodrigo. You know, for me... In the second half, when they went down the 10 men, and he was alone prong up front, running at three and four people at, at a time, losing possession, then a second effort and a, a recovery run and tackling back. I mean, this kid, big heart, you know, he was massive for this club tonight. And for me, for such a small-bodied player, he is just incredible. And, uh, and just for his effort in that, especially in that second half when he had to do it all himself almost, uh, I'd just give him the young gun of the night. Nice Can one. I just add very quickly, you talk about if you want to find a player that's enjoying his football any, any better, tell me who he is. Because yeah. I think uh, Rojas at the moment is loving playing this game in this league. It was. I agree with you, and uh, that's thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. It was going to be him or Ben Calfalar, wasn't he? But he, Ben Calfalar, kind <laughs> he's of, a young thirty-three. He's, he's young because in the second half he started. He wasn't that good in first. But anyway, thank you very much there, Carlos Alberto Diego, uh, and our fantastic sponsors, uh, Northern Football Academy, Best on Plumbing, and Tax Talk. So the synopsis tonight: Melbourne victory three, Brisbane Raw two, Troisi scoring in the twelfth, Rojas in the seventeenth, Barisha in the twenty-seventh with a penalty. Petratos with an absolute beauty in the 30th and James Donachie. An own goal, unfortunately, for him in the 41st at Amy Park tonight in front of 21,103. We're back with another hour of the Four Diego's final whistle here in 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 11-16, SEM, the Four Diego's. So he's about four yards out. 
of the 18-yard box and just to the right-hand side of the attacking D, there's a congregation around it. Troisi goes and he scores a beautiful goal! Michael Theo was planted to the floor and watched as it whizzed past him. Nothing he could do about it. Well, Theo's out on the edge of his area. Rojas gets him. Michael Rojas will score! 2-0! Disaster for Brisbane Raw. You don't give the Kiwi Flyer half a look. He'll make a count every time. And he does once again. And there he is again, running the ball. Through to Parisha who gets pushed down. And it will be a penalty. Former teammates, Mano a Mano, and Barisha scores! And it's 3-0, and Victory are enjoying a night out. Petrados, right boot, a rocket, and he does score! Oh, a scorcher! And they do have a goal back! Long and out to the right-hand side, it might sit over here for Brandon Borello, who's inside the box. Borello looking for someone to square it to, and it's an own goal to Donaghy, and it's 3-2! Something going on off the ball between Luke Devere and Bessar Barisha. My teammates in Royal Coastline, there might be a card being issued here, and it's a red card for oh. Bessar Barisha! He's been sent from the field! Victory are down to 10! It was an amazing game at Amy Park today between Melbourne Victory and Brisbane Royal. Welcome back to the final whistle with the Four Diegos here in 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. 3-2 in the end, Melbourne Victory defeating Brisbane Raw. Troisi, Rojas and Barisha scoring for Victory and Petratos and an own goal by Donachy for the Brisbane Raw. At Amy Park, as I said, 21,103 and as you heard from Francis Leach there, Bessart Barisha was sent off in the 58th minute for what looked like a really innocuous touch on Luke Devere. But he was sent off. The um, the refs uh, gave him a red card. So, unfortunately for him, they, you know, the early talk in the first hour was that uh, they should appeal that and uh, Barisha might just get off. But Vinny Venezuela, welcome. Thank you very Back. much, Rodrigo. Good, good to still be here. Yeah, and Carlos Alberto Diego, you're, you're still You haven't left. I haven't left <laughs> at all. Um, just on that point about them appealing. They will. Yeah, they, they might, but I think there's a technicality... Mm. About, I mean, it's got to be. I think it's got to be a point of law that's not <laughs> been met, and the and force. that's but no, but the, no. So, I, but I Luke, the... De, Luke Devere is, is said to musket, and we'll hear probably this in the in the post match interview. He said to musket that it was an accident, so something did happen. Mm. Because it happened, it still may be punishable, even if it wasn't intentional. So I, I, I'm waiting for a referee to ring me, or everyone's sort of. Gone, gone in hiding. hiding. Yeah, the yeah. referees. I'm, I'm just willing for clarification about that. Because the angle of the replay that we all got yeah. wasn't great. <laughs> so, no, it wasn't a great angle, and, uh, but he still could Oh, no, I'm talking about yeah. the, 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 the evidence yeah, on the video But, but we didn't great. see if some part of the arm, even accidentally, hit the Adam's apple. I mean, you don't need to hit that very hard. Uh, I know you say he hit the jaw. It looked like he was holding yeah, his jaw. I thought he was hitting, or holding his throat, but that doesn't yeah, but matter. Somebody did a hamstring the other day. And you, and you thought it was it. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. I'm not really good Sorry, at the anatomy when, when side was of things. The, uh, when was the Adam's apple more precious than the tool shed? Because yeah, yeah. Osama well, Malik yesterday, oh, that's, and oh, he copped a yellow for... <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately he cleaned up someone before he got hit in the tool shed. So that, if that's we were a medical program, that's a very good hot topic, Vinny <laughs> Venezuela. Yeah, embarrassing bodies. <laughs> yeah, or embarrassing bodies, <laughs> which I'd always, I'd love for a radio show. But anyway, um, <laughs> nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Vinny, what is the hotline? Uh, it is the Victory the Brave hotline. Fantastic. It was such a noble, gutsy, yeah. resilient performance that uh, if you're a Victory fan, mm. that win is going to take you and that team to the finals. And that's coming through loud and clear on Twitter. 
and also uh, with our talk back. And 94291116, if you're a Victory fan, give us a call. Tell us uh, what you thought about tonight's game and how proud you are of your club. 94291116, right throughout this hour, we'll also have a listen to the post-game interviews with Fox Sports of Kevin Musket uh, and uh, John Aloisi and probably a few others as well. So stick with us on uh, 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of sport. Let's go to Scott in Craigieburn. G'day, Scott, and thanks for holding. Welcome to the final whistle. Evening, amigos. How are we? Yeah, very well, Very mate. well, Scott. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, another nice night, you know, another three points in the bag. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's like shelling peas, isn't it, Scott? No, not quite. <laughs> but, yeah, i tell you what, that's probably the closest to the edge of the seat I've sat in a very long time watching that. But, but Scott, it's, it's, it's a test they needed to have, I reckon. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. And um, I wonder if you boys can send Warren a text message and get him to ring in for the for the game. You know what? No, he's thrown, he's thrown his, uh, his phone into the lake. Into the Craigie Burn Lake, where he's holidaying at the moment, <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's not contactable, mate. We won't we won't hear from him well, until he's, 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 Scott's from Craigie Scott, Burn. If you go oh, in your backyard, yeah. if you go in your backyard now and you hear a wailing sound, <laughs> yeah. that's Warren. Yeah. <laughs> he must be just down the road. I was yeah. just sitting in the studio with you. No, no, no. He holidays oh. in, at Craigie Burn. He's away for for a week. No, I thought he was sitting in the studio and Carlos has been applying that cream in his head. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been because he's fading away, uh, yeah. Scott. Yeah, it hasn't been a good week for him after City's lost last night and the way victory hung on tonight. He was yeah. happy about the cream, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing a GoFundMe um, <laughs> for um, Chris Reith. Um Hopefully we can get him on a slow boat to China and he yeah. can go over with um, the rest of the boys that are heading over there this week. Yep. That was the most insipid referee game I think I've ever seen and like his linesman's going to take the brunt for the red card no doubt I, I don't put that on Chris Beath he's only going off what he's been told yep. and he's got to go with his linesman but there were just so many decisions during that game which they were farcical you, you covered a couple of them before where uh, Thomas made the save and the ball went clearly out I mean the ball changed direction yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not his linesman that's Chris yeah. he's in the middle of the park to see that and he's missed it and then the one that come off Broxham and went off sideways and went out and then we yeah. got a goal. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. the one. That's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and he, didn't he have Troisi being tackled in the middle of the park? He got grabbed, hold, Scrag, yeah. swung around, and it wasn't even a yellow card. I mean, that's, that's a yellow card every day. Of yeah. The that, yeah. Right. Yeah, mean, yeah. Look, like I said, we you know we try and not get into this because referees got a job to do. They're only human. But tonight, really, from the minor things that don't really affect the game, like corner kicks and things and and whether it's a yellow or just a foul or whatever I mean they don't that doesn't affect the game but when there's so many of them in the game you sort of understand when you know Muskie loses on the sideline or you know maybe one to take one or two of the players take it into their own hands and it's not good for the game and I don't know to tell you the truth uh, Scott I don't know what can be done you know uh, last night they had a couple of uh, offside decisions that people were questioning they were close ones, and that's why I thought the video referee is the only way you can sort those out. But when, when you're talking about some of the corner decisions or non-decisions that were made tonight, uh, really, you know, do you need video referee for that? I don't know. Artificial intelligence, yeah. Carlos. It's the answer <laughs> to true. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, the other thing I reckon is that with 3-0 being such a dangerous lead, <laughs> right? And, puts, a, and you called it. I did call it. You, you called it. It puts people on edge. And so when, when Brisbane were coming back, I think Beathy was... 
was a little bit lost as well. Maybe that that that, that excitement about oh my god, what's going on here, <laughs> got the better of him. I get worried when the referee when the excitement gets the better off yeah. a referee. I mean, they're yeah, supposed yeah. to be the cool, calm, and collected ones. Thanks for your call, Scott. Really appreciate it as always. You know, we say that about the ref tonight, but that was one of the most watchable games of football we've seen all year. I mean, we've had some great games this year, but but that was such a watchable. Yeah. So you know, it also it gives added. us good two hours <laughs> of content does, too, does. just it, quietly. It adds. Thanks for your call, as I said, Scott. Let's go to Rob on the road. G'day, Rob, and welcome to the final whistle. Uh, yeah, hi guys. Uh, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just on your um, note on um, uh, you wanted uh, some clarification on the rule. Yes, look at yes, it yes. So it's uh, one of the new FIFA rules that have come in this year. Um, so the the words that are interesting in that particular rule are so with the with the Bessarabisha send off was there is the word deliberate in it. Yep. And there is also force is not negligible. So if uh, they want to take it to a tribunal and argue those two points, they've probably got something, a leg to stand on. Okay. It, it didn't look... I mean, even Luke DeVere said it was an accident. So that's And it didn't look forceful. No, it didn't Seriously. look... Seriously, even though he kind of went down holding his throat or jaw, yep. um, it didn't look forceful. Yep. So, oh, that's great. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, so, Rob. That's really so, great. So um, appreciate your efforts there. What, what do you think? Do you, you think they should go on to appeal? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, um, from my a couple of the perspectives of the replay, when Brisha put his arms out, Devere actually moved his head towards the arm for mine. So mm. um, it wasn't a lot, but y- yes, it, uh, I, it was, uh, in, contact was initiated from both ways for mine. So they'll have a biomechanist in the, uh, in the <laughs> tribunal? They'll have the, the frame-by-frame, <laughs> frame-video. Robbo will have the, the, you know, remember they got Barisha off uh, against oh, Durante? Right. Remember yeah, the, whole, yeah, yeah. The, the whole, you know, Durante allegedly grabbing him by the throat and they had the frame-by-frame frame and they got him off. Was so it? they've got, they've got the, uh, the legal team to do this, um, yeah, Rob. So it'll be interesting to see what victory do. Thanks for your call there, Rob. Really appreciate your work there for us. Uh, let's go to Marcus. Uh, g'day, Marcus in Geelong. Welcome to the final whistle. G'day, guys. Uh, love your show. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. On you, Marcus. Uh, I just wanted to say that I've been a member for nine years and it was one of the best games that I've ever been to. Like, great start to the game. Two goals in 17 minutes and then another one. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Like, the crowd got into it. It was awesome. Marcus, can I just say that Troisi and Rowe has com- combina- combinations in the first part of that first half were just mesmerisingly good. They, they were exciting as exciting football as I've seen Victory play for a long time too. Good on you. And, and the other thing too, just on that, I don't think there's... Victory are probably the best team in the competition when they've got the ball wide to, with the likes of Ben Kalfala, Rojas, even Troisi, to whip that ball mm. between the keeper... And the defenders who are running back toward their own goal, and it's impossible yeah. to defend that. And I think victory get a lot of goals, and they must. They, you know, we talked about patterns of play at training the other night, Vinny. I think they do that a lot. That sort of training, they just whip that ball, they just curl it in there, just far enough from the keeper to make them uncomfortable, and also make the defenders uncomfortable who are running back toward their own goals. Marcus, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. How would you rate the atmosphere tonight? Did that, yeah. did that help the you know did that help your enjoyment of this game? And and it seemed really so related to what was happening on the pitch tonight. Yeah, I yeah I loved it. Um, with the referee call, I've kind of been brought up to not comment on that. I didn't really know what happened, but whatever happened, the crowd got into it with that, and 
it held the players and they held on for that last 30 minutes. And, yeah, it'll help them, like, for the rest of the season. It'll give them a massive confidence booster and strength and uh, chemistry in the team. So I reckon, yeah, we have a good chance of catching up to Sydney now with the, like, strong belief in the team and all that. So, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. And, Marcus, I reckon Sydney would have been watching it. Graham Arnold in particular, maybe not the Sydney boys. They'll probably be, you know, meditating for tomorrow, for their derby tomorrow. But Graham Arnold will be looking at that and saying they're a really dangerous victory, very, very dangerous, because they didn't play for well for two-thirds of that game. But they hung in there. Um, as uh, off the Twitter, Dean Rosario said that they were disorganised. I think that's a really good way of explaining it. But they hung in there, big hearts, big effort. And uh, and that's something they can walk away with uh, with their heads held high because of it. Thanks for your call, Marcus, and your insights there tonight. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Harrison in Eaglemont. G'day, Harrison, and welcome to the final whistle. Hi, boys. How are you going? Yeah, very well. Um, I'm just going to say that the boys tonight, I reckon their work rate was phenomenal. The boys like Rojas, Barisha, Fade Ben Calfly, I reckon I've been in the fan for 14 years since I was born, and this is like... Better than when we played Sydney in the final. Yeah, yeah, they did. They really they had to do two way work. There's uh, look, victory players all have to do work both ways. Uh, there's not one of them that can uh, that can run forward and then decide to jog back. They've all got to you know work back hard and and, and work hard. And they had to double that, especially when Barisha went off. So uh, and you saw that. And I, I think it was just inspirational at times. When uh, and I said when uh, you know gave Rojas the young gun of the of the night, uh, when he got the ball wide and you know was in a battle with a fullback and won that battle and then ran at two central defenders and and may have you know knocked the ball a little bit ahead of him and the central defender got a foot to it then he got back in there and the second and third efforts yep. uh, and then when they won the ball running back to make sure he gets in the position so he can at least block the next pass. I mean, that's just unbelievable work rate. And, he, you know, it's not something that he probably had in his first stint at Melbourne Victory before he went to Stuttgart. So I think that's probably something his body can probably handle it better now. And, uh, and I think under Musket, who demands that, everyone's doing it almost instinctively these days with victory. I think that's a legacy of Ange Postacoglu as well in the A-League. I think that Ange sort of changed the game a little bit to sort of incorporate that, that element and, and really pushed for it both yep. at Raw and also sure. at that victory. Really appreciate your call, Harrison. We've had a few young guns on yeah, the phone and, tonight. And know their stuff too. Really, and very well spoken. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to say. And the, the, the one before where he's brought up <laughs> yes. not to question the referee. I love that. I do. I do. These guys are either going to be coaches or ball players. <laughs> Let's go to Clint in Geelong. G'day, Clint. Oh, g'day, boys. Yeah, just heading back down the highway. Um, what do you think of tonight's game? Uh, yeah, it was good. I thought we were, we were very lucky uh, in a way because they did dominate two-thirds of that game after we got that third goal. Um I think the Barisha send-off, though, did sort of, you know, in the way the crowd reacted, I think it actually lifted the boys a little bit to, to tough it out, though. I, I really do. And uh, I just, um, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to bag the refs. It's a tough job. If, you know, people are going to do it. But it's just disappointing, these decisions, you know, that keep costing us. And, uh, um, you know, I've already seen frame-by-frame frame stills, you know. Does this guy get questioned for simulation if he didn't hit him in the head? Like, that's the other question, and uh, we're going to play Tuesday. Those guys, we've had to play with 10 men for half an hour. We're going to play Tuesday, the makeup game, then we've got to go to Perth. So, 
you know, I just, and the other thing is, uh, I'm, not, I'm not bringing up double wins because I'm really proud of the boys and it was a good game, but just these things, and uh, as soon as, it just always seems to with victory players, as soon as we do something, the cards come out, but when other teams do something, they just get a bit of a talking to. I just don't get it. <laughs> Uh, Clint, I've got to say, I think you're right about uh, the the card galvanising the team. It, it was, it's good to see them step up, and it'll also be interesting to see what happens after uh, with with Barisha and if he does get suspended, how we how we respond to that. But I think we're just building a lot of depth in that squad now, and it's it's encouraging nonetheless. Well, we might be able to tomorrow night on the Diego's. We've got a three hour spectacular, night, yes. three hour. It's it's a disco night, <laughs> three hours of football disco tomorrow night, uh, starting at nine o'clock. <laughs> And we've got Alan Davidson, uh, former Socceroo great, father of Jason Davidson, who also is a member of the Match Review panel too, yes. in the studio tomorrow night. Now, of course, he, w- he won't be able... Before you start ringing and texting and quizzing him about... Or even waiting outside the studio, because he's coming into the studio. <laughs> no, no, don't wait. Don't wait outside the studio, because he's not allowed to talk about that. But I want to know what the process is now. Because yeah. they have to move it along pretty quick. They might have the midnight... A journeying of this. It's like night court. Remember night court? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Bring those, uh, bring, bring uh, Brisha and, uh, and Devia. Uh, on the point about simulation, there's Robo's no... Robbo's on his way now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's, there's no, there's absolutely no chance that Luke Devia, because I know him from my town hall meeting yeah, with him, yeah, yep. there's no way he simulated. He, there was contact made, but whether it was deliberate or whether it was, you know, high impact or whatever it is, that's mm. the other thing. And it didn't look like it ticked off those boxes anyway. Thanks for your call, Clint. Thanks for that. Uh, let's go to Alex in Frankston. G'day, Alex, and welcome to the final whistle. G'day, boys. How are we? Yeah, well. How are you going? Uh, we're good, me and the uh, young boys. are just on the way home. Oh, um, nice. I think it uh, was pretty well wrapped up by the uh, youngest. The eight-year-old said, Dad, that's the best game of football I've ever seen. And wow. he's been a supporter his whole life, all eight years of his life. Um, and, and his big brother backed him up. It was just... Uh, just a great atmosphere. The boys just stood up. Um, FBK, his work rate was sensational. I, I think it goes unnoticed a lot. And for a guy of his age to be just absolutely busting a gut all night like he did, it was just phenomenal work. And uh, so proud of the boys. But um, the reason I rang was to say, I think it's a bit of a blessing in disguise. I just think we let um, Bess take his, uh, take his one game and then we rest him for the first game and uh, bring him back to the big blue, oh, nice and fresh. I mean, the boys are going to be tired. We've got plenty of depth there. Um, the boys, not my boys. <laughs> <laughs> are they telling you what to say, Alex? Yeah, no, he said, I'm not going to be tired. He thinks I'm, we're not going to take him to the big blue. I'm talking about the team. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we just rest him up and uh, bring him back for the big game. Well, Alex, I, I tend to sort of like I'd, I'd prefer to have Barisha there uh, if if I had a choice. But I think that this uh, victory squad, they, they're all fighting so hard for positions to try to get in that uh, there's, as you say, the depth that that's there in waiting uh, is an opportunity for someone to also step up. Now, Barisha's position is a hard one to fill because he's sort of our our prong up there, but. Uh, we we can build around that, and so it will be interesting to see what happens. I agree with they you. They need they need to maybe look at ways of finding a solution there because there's no clear solution for mm. a replacement of Barisha. And if it's George Howard, throw him in there. And wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if they if they had the 
Ben Kalfala, Rojas, uh, Choisi, if you're a young kid like Howard coming in, that's the best circumstance to give you every opportunity to get a bit of confidence and, and maybe get a feel about how you've got to play that role. Thanks for your call, Alex and Sons. Really appreciate that. Let's go to John in Mooney Ponds. Welcome to the show, John. Hi, guys. Good evening. Yeah. Hey. Well, welcome. Um, look, I just want to... This is... I don't know. If, I'm sure David Gallup listens to the show. Oh, he does. Yeah. He's, he's one Wednesday of our biggest supporters. And Thursday and Friday, and he's even going to listen to um, the disco show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were, we were at the game. We were at the South End. We saw the replay. I just asked David Gallup to finally stand up. There's been incidents of Kilkenny. There's been incidents with Jade North and Luke DeVere. Something has got to eventually happen. So, John, you're saying that Luke DeVere simulated? Yes. From what we saw mm. on, on the big screens, he yep. simulated. Okay. It was hard to tell because the the camera was behind him. Yeah, but so did, did you have a did you have a different because we only got to see the side where we hardly saw anything happen. So uh, and they didn't happen. I don't know why they didn't have a camera on the other side because they got a camera on the other side for when they're you know running towards goals and stuff. So it made it really difficult for us to work out what actually happened. And you know, and we'll have Kevin Musket speaking in the moment uh, with his post match. And he he referred to the fact that Luke Devere is a gentleman because he said it was an accident. So, uh, but that that doesn't. By the way, John, yeah. you may be right. That doesn't mean he didn't simulate. No. He may have gone down way too easily. Thanks for your call. You still there, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I just want to say, yeah, the atmosphere was um, fantastic uh, um, tonight. So um, yeah, it was one of the probably the first half was top shelf uh, from both teams. Um, but, yeah, the atmosphere was great. So um, I think I agree with what Carla said earlier in the show that, you know, with 3-0, I think we, we lost the focus a bit. And I think it's uh, just a little um, just a little reminder of, of you know, of well, what we need to be if we want to be up there. So, um, yeah, there's, there's the sound of galvanised the crowd and the team. So, um, yeah. John, right at the end of the game, because we were obviously – Having trying to listen to the post-game interviews and stuff, but it seemed like the crowd stayed behind and were chanting quite loudly for you know ten, fifteen minutes afterwards. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, yeah. We and, were. Which doesn't usually. I mean, I know they sing the song, the horses song, and then what's with the horses song, John? No, I, I think there's a there's a meaning behind it, uh, mm. Vinny. We're getting off the tech off tweet. Twitter that the, there's a, some sort of meaning behind it, so we, we might have to respect that one. But they they sang the song, but they after even after that they they um they were chanting for a fair while afterwards, and I don't think I've heard that at a victory game, you know, for a long time. No, it's fantastic. Um, I was with my mate at the game, and I said to him, "This is probably the biggest crowd that uh, that has hanged around like ten, fifteen minutes after the game. Everyone was pumped, and um, yeah." Fantastic, John. Thanks for your call and congratulations on uh, Melbourne Victory's uh, win tonight. As I said, Melbourne Victory defeated uh, Brisbane Raw 3-2 at Amy Park in front of a decent crowd of 21,103. Let's take a break and come back with more of your calls and the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us on the final whistle. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's in Epping. Melbourne Victory 3, uh, Brisbane Raw 2 
It was a fantastic game to watch. Barisha got sent off in the 58th minute. Trohizi, Rojas and Barisha scoring for victory. Petratos with an absolute fun, thunderbolt. And James Donerke kicking, scoring an own goal. Just right, pl- wrong place, wrong time. Uh, 21,103 people. 9429-1116. Victory the Brave hotline. And on Twitter, at 4Diego's. Check us out there. Rodrigo, we've had a lot of people tonight saying how it was such a great game and a very compelling game. I just want to pay tribute to, to Raw because they, they actually yeah. fought fought back really well and they also uh, were competitive. And the, the the quality of passing from both teams, some of the technical skills on display tonight were second to none. And that's why I think a lot of the, the, the younger listeners have been ringing up and yeah. talking so positively about the game. And, and that's really good and it's great to see for the A-League. And I think Dimi Petrados arrived as a player tonight. He's always had this ability and it's sometimes so frustrating, like bad, bad decisions. I know he moved from Sydney and Brisbane and he always, always, always hasn't, he hasn't always been the flavour of the month with the fans at Sydney and Brisbane. But tonight, his leadership from, you know, standing, mm. like he just brushed everyone at the free kick, 30 metres out. He brushed everyone aside, go away from me. Just stood, didn't even do the Cristiano Ronaldo stance. <laughs> no. You know, which is for me... It's a, it's a, because Cristiano Ronaldo is the only one who can do the stance. Anyone in world football who does the stance, you know the free kick's going to go way over the top or hit the corner flag, right? No Cristiano Ronaldo stance. It was a Dimi Petrados stance and just straight on and he hit it. And uh, Lawrence Thomas, who's a damn good <laughs> just goalkeeper, just it. stood there <laughs> watched it. and just watched it fly into <laughs> the corner, top corner. It was just a brilliant goal. And from that moment, he just, he, you know, Rodrigo's word, boss the game for, for <laughs> Brisbane. He was the one who led them back into it, and I think he grew as a he grew in great stature. If you speak to John Aloisi, you'll probably say, "Look, we've been seeing this for a while, but for us, uh, you know, in a game situation, I don't think I've seen him play a ninety minutes like that." If Robbie Slater was commentating tonight, he probably normally would have. I don't know what was right, what happened tonight, but uh, Ned Zelich is entertaining. Yeah. He would have said, "Jesus, hit that with some violence." <laughs> <laughs> he would have said That's that. Right. That would have been a perfect yeah, one for him absolutely. to say. Absolutely. But um, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Let's go to John in Brunswick. G'day, John, and welcome to the final whistle. Hello, hello, John. Welcome. <coughs> yeah, um, I rang the other uh, couple of nights ago about. Um, the coaches about um, the way they presented themselves. Oh, yes, yes that's, that's, oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Were you happy yeah, tonight, I, John? Oh, I must say that um, Kevin Muscat, he, he looked professional. He looked as though he looked like a, um, a leader and a, um, a, um, a premiership-winning coach, you know? The head was yeah. shiny tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, just, yeah. The stubble was just at the right length. <laughs> but you know, you know what really probably kept him on his toes, John? He's, he was up against John Aloisi. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a Brill Cream man. He's the man with the who, you know, exfoliates the skin. <laughs> he, uh, he manscapes. Yeah, colors. apparently he's fully waxed, full body wax, <laughs> and uh, he's got that tan going. So when you're up against someone like that, you really do have to, you know, think about the hygiene that day. He's the only gaffer Consuela Venezuela will watch. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I have to watch yeah. her. <laughs> so you were happy tonight, John, weren't you? About yeah, all that? Yeah, yeah. I think you have a lot of power to do that. So well, thanks very much. Oh, good on you, John. On you, John thanks John for your call. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I think if, John's if, serious about I'll tell you that. what, if John got a, a look at us, we'd, we'd be off the We're air. In suits. <laughs> well, We're in there's, suits. A reason, there's a saying in radio, having a good head for radio. That's true. And while we never broke into TV. That's true. Uh, well, sp- yeah. yeah, that's right. Speaking of Kevin Muscat, um, mm. he uh, did an interview with Fox Sports just after the game. Let's have a listen. Kevin, congratulations on the win that you thought at 3-0. Yes, we're going well here. And then it swung and then it swung again. Can you sum it up, what you've just seen for us? 
like uh, we seem to do things the hard way, don't we? Because that first, you know, to go three 0 up, we were outstanding. Uh, the intensity that we played under and the chance we were creating was phenomenal. And then you fall into that false sense of security. You know, you take your foot off the pedal a little bit, uh, and you concede a goal, and you, know, you open the door for them. It wasn't through, you know, anything that uh, territory or what they were doing. It was their own undoing. Uh, and then to dig in, to dig deep like we did there. No, I don't think they got a shot on goal, you know, when Best got sent off. So, look, it's a great three points for us. I would like to have been a little bit easier, but so be it. Speaking about that, uh, what did you say to them at half time? Because, like you said, they switched off the last 15, 20 minutes of that first half. Yeah. And they come out in the second half and they'll switch on. Everyone yeah. was compact and, and the whole team was moving as one. It, it only takes uh, one or two, Sash, when, you know, you, you go through the up and we'll... Football we were playing was tremendous and we were creating and there could have been one or two more with some good opportunities. And then all of a sudden all it takes is one to think, well, someone else will do it. I won't quite press it 100 percent this time. And you open the door. And in this league you can't give you know, can't give teams a head start, you can't give teams a leg up. And we found out the hard way, but then the second half we're you know back to pressing with aggression and uh, with the ball, you know, when when it was 11 v 11 with the ball we were we were frightening in attack, so disappointing, but uh, we've had to do it the hard way. How do, game, how do games like this define your season? Sorry, Art? How, how do these games define your season? I mean, you, yeah. your squad's full of confidence, yeah. uh, a performance like that backs up against the wall, you've got a tough trip away to Perth, yeah. and then Wellington, that's got to add some confidence. Yeah, again, it's a, it's a reminder, Arch, it's a, it's a good lesson for us, because you know, we'll analyse that first 30, 30 minutes, whatever it was, and some outstanding football, you know, really putting Definitely. them under pressure and, and creating goal-scoring chances, not, you know, shots from 25, 30 yards, and not just, you know, putting hopeful balls into the box. And the lesson for us is we've got to maintain that. As soon as you take your foot off the pedal, the teams are too close in this competition. You know, if you take your, you know, drop 10, 20% and the team lifts 10, 20%, well, before you know it, you're behind. How much does that sap you, though, heading into the busiest period of your season before, say, finals football? Or yeah. does the, the fact that you get three points out of a situation like this nullify the energy reserves being depleted somewhat and it, and it gives you that yeah. boost? No, that's just an excuse. You know, if, uh, I, I don't believe in it. We, we're prepared. We're, you know, you know Anthony uh, Creel and his team, you know, we're prepared. We're fit enough. We've done it the hard way tonight. We've probably used a lot of more energy than we, we needed to. Uh, but having said that, I thought it was an outstanding performance part about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> do, you th do you think that, that that little first half lull, if you had... Um, Alain Barra, if he's in the team commanding the troops there, because when you had a look across your back line, you got Lawrence yeah. Thomas, fairly inexperienced, you had Ansel yeah. and Donachy, and um, yeah. and uh, Gary on the on the left. Yeah. Broxton's an experienced player. Yeah. How much would have he and maybe steadied the ship when they sort of started well, to come? No, there's no doubt. But uh, at the same time, Sash, I'll put enough uh, uh, into Nick Ansel and, and James Donnicker that they've got enough experience to deal with those situations. Uh, and I wouldn't have put them out there if they didn't. Yes, Alan's an older player. But you know, having said that, the disappointing thing for me was, you know, when we're on the front foot and we want to be aggressive and we take risks and we take chances. We actually dominate teams. You know, when we hold, sit off them, you know, when we rest defending, we sit off them, let them get the ball and turn it run at us, you know, because we want to be safe. It's actually the opposite. You're not safe at all. So, you know, that, that was disappointing for me, and we'll have a look at it. But uh, all in all, it was, uh, it was a roller coaster of a game. Yeah, and when you were doing one of those dips, it was when Bessart Barisha got sent off. Now, the incident yeah. is, by the way, we're going to analyse it after here, but you can have your say on it if you, if you yeah. want, or you want to run oh. the risk of it. There was a bit of, um, there was a postscript to it. Uh, we've picked up you having a few words to 
the look to be. We know you're an emotional character, oh. and you, what what was what was this? You were just. I was. At, it wasn't him I was speaking to, but oh, what okay. what was said? You know, yes, I was talking, but uh, and then someone grabs me by the jacket. So I'm not going to stand around while someone grabs me by the jacket. Luke Devere actually he was a gentleman. He actually said. Uh, it was a total accident. I told the ref it was an accident. He didn't mean it. And I, I haven't seen it, but that's what he said. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good to get your side of yeah. the uh, side of the equation. So don't make any more of it than it, it actually is, uh, what I'm trying to say to you. Oh, we won't. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. No, we're going to have a look at it a bit later. There has been a rule change. It'll be talked about in days to come, but it's not the focus because we've just witnessed a brilliant 90 minutes of football. Yeah. Thank you for summing it up for us, Kevin, and uh, good luck in Wellington in a few days' time. No problem. Right Thank you. <laughs> There's the coach of Melbourne Victory, Kevin Musket, with uh, Fox Sports. So thanks to Fox Sports for that bit of audio. I don't think I've ever heard Kevin Musket so passionate about how the game ebbed and flowed tonight and how frustrated he was with his own team at different times. You know, look, I would if Kevin Musket was in the studio, I would never say this in front of him. <laughs> and I know he's not listening right now. Kev, I know you're listening, actually. Uh, he <laughs> no, says, he says apart from 20 or, 30, 20 or 15 to 20 minutes they were out of the game, I felt... Really, after the thirty after thirty minutes, uh, at times they may have equaled Brisbane, but Brisbane were pretty much on top in the last fifteen minutes of that first half. Uh, and even when it was eleven versus eleven in that second half, I thought Brisbane were at least equal, if not better than victory. And of course, it was when the send off happened where it became a real battle for victory. And in possession and you know probably the quality of play, it was probably Brisbane, even though victory showed enormous resilience and heart by staying in there and even getting forward and trying to get, in, get something out of it. So, uh, I, like I said, I don't think I've ever heard him be so passionate about what actually happened to his team tonight. And, you know, usually he just brushes off the controversial mm. issues, as Adam Peacock mentioned about, you know, the little bit of a confrontation he had after the game. It was uh, with Matty Mackay too, actually. Yeah, there seemed to be something yeah. that Matty might have said. We, we don't know, of course. But, well, uh, he, he suggested someone grabbed his yeah, jacket, jacket, but uh, I'm not sure anyone would have grabbed it too. I mean, look, sometimes it's... Look, I haven't been in the middle of a, a, a melee in the A-League after a game like that, so I've got no idea. But uh, but I, I think uh, he had his heart on his sleeve when uh, when he was talking in that post-match interview then. Yeah, very interesting. He said things like, um, you know, it, there was an outstanding performance, but uh, we've got to maintain that. You know, we've got to, you know, we can never take our foot off the pedal. And that's uh, pretty much what the synopsis yeah. of this game was. You know, so the score was 3-2. And it, to, to, to my eye, it was, you know, I think victory won... You know, two thirds of this game, if you like. Um, so three two is actually uh, yeah. the right mm. result. Yeah, it was. It was very good. The interesting thing with as far as Raw goes, I don't know why they, why they took so long to bring on McLaren because I think that uh, they did have a bit of the ascendancy, but they didn't take advantage of it a, enough. And I, perhaps if he'd come on a little bit sooner, him, he and Broish, they could have shaken it up a little bit more. But um, yeah, it didn't suit. It didn't suit McLaren though, Vinny, because what happens is McLaren likes to play off the shoulder of the defenders when there's space to run into a ball over the top where it's one on one. He's racing on it towards the own goal. When it's actually all quite congested Traffic. in in front of him, he's actually he's a bloke who doesn't. He's not at his best when he's when the when he's got his back to his own goal. He's actually got to run onto the ball and score goals running towards the goal. And it just wasn't that sort of game. And you didn't see much of him when he came on because it because it was all congested and he didn't have a lot of room to move. So uh, Broish, I thought they could have brought on earlier. I mean, he, he does unlock things and uh, and especially out wide, I think he's a brilliant player. So I, I just wonder about the future of Broish at Brisbane. I you know if I was another A League club, I might be talking to his people.
at the moment because uh, he's not getting a regular game at Brisbane, and I think I still think he's a fantastic player. Yeah, he's get, he's getting on. I'm not sure how old he is exactly, but he's certainly yeah. um, well into his. Um, 30s or close yeah. to mid 30s, so yeah, um, I need to find that out, but mm. uh, yeah, very interesting game. As I said, 3 2 to Melbourne victory. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for your company on the final whistle tonight, Melbourne victory three, Brisbane Raw two. Just in case you've joined us, the goal scorers tonight Troisi, Rojas, and Barisha with a penalty. Petratos for Brisbane Raw scored an absolute beauty, and uh, Donicky scoring an own goal to make it 3 2 at Amy Park. Bessart Barisha was sent off in the 58th minute uh, with a red card, of course, straight red uh, for his, uh, what will seem an innocuous uh, little, I didn't even touch him, I don't think, on Luke Devere. But anyway, there'll be more on that throughout the weekend, I think, in front of a crowd of 21,103. And tomorrow night, the Diego's are back for, what did you call it, our disco Disco special? Disco night, yes. From 9pm through to 12 tomorrow night. So make sure you're listening to the Diego's on Saturday night. Special guest Alan Davidson in the studio. Yeah, looking forward to that. And some flashbacks uh, mm. as well. And uh, just very, very quickly, uh, the Sydney Derby tomorrow, Sydney mm. FC and Wanderers. That should be an absolute beauty. Yeah. It should like, be, given, uh, you know, yeah. regardless of where they and, are on the And table. Sydney are due to lose. Yeah, they're, they're due to lose. <laughs> they're due they, to they lose. So I'm we're tipping an Wanderers. upset. I'm yeah. going for the Wanderers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and Graham Arnold basically has ruled an upset out completely, saying that <laughs> they, will, they will play all over them. They'll win tomorrow night. Well, you watch the pressure on Sydney. Once they lose tomorrow night. That's it for tonight's show. Thanks for your calls and uh, thanks for your action on Twitter as well. See you tomorrow night. So remember, Carlos. Where are Puerto Rican girls hang out? Over there. there. Wherever you love, Samba, Rumba, and La Bamba. Over there. there. Wherever there's girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. Over there. there. Wherever gringos play football. Over there. there. We are the Four Diego. Over there.